Welcome to the Time Machine. Experience the cancer journey through the eyes of the traveler. Welcome everyone. My name is Don Corcoran and I'm excited to get this podcast started. So my cancer journey began in the summer of 2018. Later that year in November, I shared a story at the Montana Gallery at an event called Story Night. That story was about my cancer journey and really was the starting point of what has now become the Time Machine podcast. So with that in mind, I thought the perfect way to start would be our first installment being a recording from that night. This is the Time Machine. days and weeks, it's been um, kind of a reoccurring um, thing. So, mutants, free soloing, and time machines. And so, mutants, because I always wanted to have a mutant power. I mean, who doesn't, right? I wanted an awesome gift. So, that's been on my mind. <coughs> free soloing, because, um, if you guys ever heard of free soloing, you know what that is, Alex Hoddle, like, discovered him and watched him ascend up uh, El Cap in Yosemite, it's 3,000 feet, and terrifying. And so anyways, obsessed with that. And then time machines, because my son, Gideon, so I tell my kids stories at night, and each night I tell them stories, you do prayers, they go to bed, and I have an eight-year-old Gideon, and a seven-year-old, and a three-year-old, and Gideon, um, the other day, had a, he said, I had a, a heart fright. I had a fright in my heart. He was scared. So I usually snuggle with him and try to do that with all of them. So I went up and he's in the bunk and I jumped up, snuggle with him. And so we were chatting and he said he wanted, he was going to make a time machine. He's going to build one. He's into engineering and into building stuff. So um, anyway, it's a time machine. But back to the meeting thing. So the meeting thing is really, you know, kind of been stirring with me. So as I tell them stories, I started with bunny stories and then dragons and I have this, this whole world of stories that I tell them. So I wanted to introduce a new character, I needed something new, so just picked an ordinary guy named Stephen Edwards. Ordinary guy, Stephen Edwards, with an extraordinary job. And he works at a nuclear silo. So as a job like that would go, um, there's an accident, he's in the silo, and he gets blasted by the rocket. And so the rocket blast nearly kills him, but it doesn't. The um, scientists are able to come in and bring the paramedics, and they're able to, to save him by implanting a device in his body. Now, he's mutated now because of the blast, but this device is shoved into his body, and it helps sustain him, so it has to balance off the mutation. So they take like, a rocket fuel, white lightning, they pump it into him, and he's able to do mutant things. So, you know, with these mutant powers come you know, all sorts of danger because he has shortened his lifespan, but he has awesome power. So some of the things he can do is with this is he's able to uh, pause time, he's able to slow time down, and he's able to extend time. Pretty cool. But it's also like putting right above his heart, and Stephen Edwards is just a regular dude, but he's married, um, so he, he's in love. And this actually helps him love more deeply, which is a total... Another side story for the girls that's sappy. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave 
that, but he also was able to use this as a portal. And so he's able to um, rip through space-time and go anywhere he wants. So he can go anywhere he wants, he can take people with him. So these are some of, of his, his giftings. Of course, with that comes a mutant name, because he's now a mutant. And his name is Ring Sidroblast. He was given a number. Now, his number was given uh, by the scientists, very specific to them. And um, his mutant number <coughs> is SF3B1. And so, very technical thing. Now, for him, he's more like into his regular life than the mutant life. So, like, for him, it means, it means something different. So, to him, it means, the SF means super father, three babies, and the one means the one. And the one is Riley Jameson. And that's his girl. And she was a famous actress, married her, had babies. And so, anyway, in his free time, he also, his, his hobby is, uh, he's a climber. So, he climbs tall stuff. And, but that brings me back to, to Mr. Honnold. So Alessandro is the, the greatest free soloist in the world. And so what he does is he climbs really, really tall, lethal stuff. Meaning, I mean, if he falls, he dies. So for example, um, the double tree over here, Sheridan, is what, 25, like 25 stories, 250 feet. So if you were to take 12 of those and just put them on top of each other and then stand at the bottom and look up and just go, you know what, I'm going to climb that just with a chalk bag and my shoes. That's what he does. But it's crazy as he does it in these extreme conditions. Now, um, so if you don't know anything about free soloing, I didn't before, but they do it without ropes. So that's the key is <clears throat> first you climb, you do it with ropes, and then you go without. So the risk and consequence thing is a big thing. So when they asked him about risk and asked him about consequence, he said, well, I've actually dreamed about you know, going up Yosemite for years, and he'd been doing it with ropes. He said, so for years and years, he'd mapped it out. And he'd actually memorize all the holes. And so he said that mitigates his risk. So for us, you know, when I watch, it's just my stomach, just even hearing it, like you feel like you're falling. I'm laying in bed watching it on my phone, and I feel like I'm falling. It's crazy. So it's terrifying to watch. But he says he's calm. He says really calm. He says, you know, what happens if you get a adrenaline rush? And he says, that doesn't happen. You just, you know, I've done it so many times. I find it out. He goes, so my risk is really like four to seven, you know, not a ten, <coughs> climbing a ten risk. He goes, but the consequence is always ten, which is one slip, you die. And there's a lot of free soloists, and a lot of them have died. They don't do it for long because a lot of, you know, you're a thousand feet up, and they're holding on by just like a little bit. They'll have finger holes, and their feet will just be up against the wall like a thousand feet. It's crazy. So anyways... A little, a little obsessed with the free soloing and, and that. So of course, you know, the um, character is, is is a free solo. So his whole thing is he maps it out, he does it. Well, from watching this deal with 60 minutes, I think it was, where they're showing him climb, he's way up. Like you have to zoom in to see him, and the expert climber with him is kind of telling those that don't know, well, this is what's happening. So like, well, this is easy climbing here, intermediate. But when he gets to this spot, it's the point of no return. So he's already up hundreds of feet, but he goes from intermediate climbing now into the expert climbing, which once you get there and you start moving, you can't go down. So there's no going down. The path to life is up, and that's it. If you stop, you die, you fall, it's over. So as he got into that point where it's no going back, no rope, 
straight up, it kind of resonated with me. And I think that's the reason why is now that we know each other a little bit better. Um, my full name is Donald Stephen Edward Corcoran. So Stephen Edward, of course, is my character. And if I'm Stephen Edward, which I am, that also means I am reading silver blacks. And I can prove this. He's not a stripper, so don't, don't worry. But here is my power board. So this is the bar power board. So when I go to the hospital today, that's why I like saying all Donald Stephen Edward Corcoran, every time I go to the hospital to the cancer setting, they go, what's your name? So I'm kind of that coordinate basis with that. Donald Stephen Edward Corcoran. So this is my port, and they have put it in uh, two weeks ago. And what this does, I have cancer. So what I have is NDX. It's my myelodysplastic syndrome. So that's my cancer. I have a blood cancer. And so um, the blood cancer is um, kind of in that, it's like a big umbrella. It's close to leukemia. It's not but it has a very specific um, name, and so the, the technical name for the cancer that I have is ring sideroblast. And its number is SF3B1. So whatever that means to them, that means to them, to me, it's super father, three babies, the one, my wife. So I put these, in, in these into my, my stories, you know, for a reason, because um, what's interesting, why I got, maybe connected with the free soloing, is, um, is something happens when you find out that, you know, you may die, and that time can be short. And um, first thing is you get this, uh, people give you a lot of, people don't know how to handle with death, and they kind of freak out. And so they look at you and it's, you know, kind of like when I'm watching Alex and I blew up on this thing and my body's, you know, but I'm at peace. Like I'm in a good spot. Like Alex, when he climbs, he says he's relaxed, and then he knows his path, and I know mine. So like I'm totally at peace. Now there is a high risk, and the consequence. So I keep the risk mitigated in certain ways, and part of that is is you know moments. And so when Alex was climbing, he said at first he would be kind of freaked out. Okay, I'm all the way up here. And he goes, now I just take it in. He's like, I listen to the wind, you know, and I, I feel the sun and the rock, and I look around and just relax. And you know, that's that's where where I am. I'm just at peace with it, and 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 I relax. But the consequence is, one slip, and like you fall. Now today, I had a couple other um, friends. So once you have cancer, you become a mutant. So I literally am a mutant. I have a blood mutation. So I am a mutant. And um, there are other mutants um, <laughs> that are in the cancer center, like they understand things differently. And, and so what you find out is much like free soloing is, is things seem fine. And, and so today we buried a friend, um, Karen Hurtit, and a friend of mine that she passed from cancer. She's been, you know, so we all have this El Capitan, the cancer that we're, we're trying to ascend to the top, get to the top, beat it. And, you know, she fell. And so... Um, you know, that you realize that the consequences of, of this kind of battle. Um, my friend uh, Sheldon, who was one of my first cancer friends, and he has MDS, had MDS as well. Fine one day, next day, you know, he got sick. And, you know, he died a very, you know, a couple months ago, about six weeks ago. And so today I went in to get my, my white light and, you know, my, my power juice. And they said, 
my levels weren't right, so they were afraid I would fall, so they're like, go home. So I didn't get a climb today, so I was going to do my chemo today and climb. So the risk factor and the consequence, you know, you start to uh, feel that. So um, so it brings me to time machines. So I jump up and crawl up in bed with my son, Gideon, and we're having a chat because he has hard head, right? And he'd been listening to um, stories, and um, he listens to um, Adventures in Odyssey. He has not of that. So good. And yeah, he, um, he says, Dad, um, in the story, he said, there was a kid in the story that his, when he was born, his dad left him. And he's like, Dad, does that really happen? Did your dad's leave? And um, so, he said, do you know anyone like that? And I said, well, it's dark, and you're kind of sitting there, and you know, you're feeling that moment. And I was like, well, yeah, my dad left me. And so he had some questions about why he left, which was hard to, you know, do. And then he said, Dad, I'm going to build a time machine. So if anything ever happens to you, I'm going to come back in time, and then we can talk. And um, yeah, he can do it. Like, he's an engineer of mine. And so, um, possible he does that. But as, as, as I'm ascending El Cap, and I believe that I'm going to make it to the top, I really do. Like, I'm at peace. And that's because of faith, and it's easy. Um, but when I hear my son say that, um, and here's a little super mutant advice, it's about the moments. Because when you're on that, when you're scaling, so many things are happening around you, but I've been able to now pause time spend time and have moments with my kids. And um, I have this gift of extended time right now because for now I'm alive. This is keeping me alive. Um, so I have these moments. And so I thought, well, just in case getting isn't able to build a time machine and just in case I don't make it to the top of El Cap. And um, if I don't, so I, I, will, I will make him Time machine, construct a time machine with words, like a word bridge. And, and by doing that, and by building memories with him, and explaining to him what's happening to me through these stories, I believe stories can be like a time machine. And that you can transport back and forth. So if, if I don't make it to the top of LCAT, he can come back and he can, he can see me, and he can talk to me, and I can speak life to him, and tell him what I think of him, and who he is, and what he'll be. Um, so, um, thank you for spending a few moments with me. Thank you for jumping in my time machine. And um, I'm going to go now because I'm not declining.